So first of all, thank you for being here. Um, I'm just going to share a little bit of my heart with you before we get into the depths of this, kind of where uh, my desires have been. But uh, I just want to open with Scripture um, to also say why I believe this is the Lord's will. So we'll begin in prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Amen. When they came to the disciples, they saw a large crowd around them, and scribes arguing with them. Immediately on seeing him, The whole crowd was utterly amazed. They ran up to him and greeted him. He asked them, What are you arguing about with them? Someone from the crowd answered him, Teacher, I have brought to you my son possessed by a mute demon. Wherever it seizes him, it throws him down. He foams at the mouth, grinds his teeth, and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive it out, but they were unable to do so. He said to them in reply, O faithless generation, how long will I be with you? How long will I endure you? Bring him to me. They brought the boy to him. And when he saw him, the spirit immediately threw the boy into convulsions. As he fell to the ground, he began to roll around and foam at the mouth. Then he questioned his father, how long has this been happening to him? He replied, since childhood. It has often thrown him into fire and into water to kill him. But if you, do, if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said to him, if you can. Everything is possible to one who has faith. Then the boy's father cried out, I do believe, help my unbelief. Jesus, on seeing a crowd rapidly gathering, rebuked the unclean spirit and said to it, Mute and deaf spirit, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. Shouting and throwing the boy into convulsions, it came out. He became like a corpse, which caused many to say, He is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand, raised him, and he stood up. When he entered the house, his disciples asked him in private, Why could we not drive it out? He said to them, This kind can only come out through prayer and fasting. Amen. Heavenly Father, we ask your Holy Spirit to descend down upon us, to remove any fear, and to give us the grace of receptivity, so that as we desire holiness, as we desire to become the men you created us to be, we may have the courage to make commitments We make all these prayers in the name of Jesus, who is Lord forever and ever. Amen. Okay, so um, about six, seven months ago, I was on retreat. And the reason why I have a statue of St. Joseph, because as as I was on retreat, I spent a lot of time with the statue of St. Joseph. And I wanted to share the desires uh, that came out of my prayer out of that retreat and kind of why it'll launch into what we'll be talking about tonight. Um, But on June 5th, 2018, this is what I wrote in my retreat. Lord, my desire right now is to be filled with confidence to build fellowship with men who can be my companions. The word companion showed up two times in the liturgy of the hours this morning. When I think of the word companion, I think of the word company. And when I think of the word company, I think of military brotherhood. How needed is brotherhood in the soul of a man? 
Please show me, O Holy Spirit, how I can build brotherhood, fraternity, and fellowship with my people you have given me. May this desire be purified. May it be convicted by patience and covered in the blood of your mercy. And as I prayed that prayer, the Lord drew me to Jeremiah 17, 7 through 8, which says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose hope is in the Lord. He is like a tree planted beside the waters that stretches out its, its roots to the stream. It fears not the heart when it comes, or the heat when it comes, excuse me. Its leaves stay green in the year of drought. It shows no distress, but still bears fruit. And then as I began to be drawn to this image of St. Joseph holding the Christ child, this is what came to mind. The image of Joseph holding the, the toddler, Jesus. I'm sensing Joseph and the toddler as an, in, as an image of what men portray to be. To be mature, but they are only little boys because nobody sacrificed to show them how to be a man how to be virtuous, how to be in communion with God, unable to rest in their restlessness, unable to share their shame in their childish behavior. As I was just meditating upon that, I think a lot of us uh, externally, we might look like men, but internally we have some stuff from our childhood that is holding us back from being men. And uh, the more I discern uh, the heart of man and heart of woman, sometimes the reason why men act like child, ch- children is because internally we're just a three-year-old. And we cuss and we look at inappropriate things on, on the internet. We talk um, in ways that, you know, would make our wives or our sisters or our mothers just, their jaws would just drop, right? And the Lord is calling us to be sacrificial. When you look at St. Joseph, you have to imagine a man who had to sacrifice everything to bring us the Savior. You know, a man who felt completely inadequate for the task, and maybe you felt inadequate, inadequate for the task, maybe God is beginning to start to place on your heart. And he had to sacrifice his identity, sacrifice his work, uh, to bring and lead his wife Mary and Jesus, the Christ child. He's always ahead of them and just laying it down for them. And he doesn't say much, but he's obedient to God's will. And he stays pure and chaste. Um, and you just have to imagine, I just think the word inadequate just totally wraps up how Joseph probably felt. And I think a lot of times we need to really allow the Lord to give us models. And I think St. Joseph is one of, the, uh, one of the most untapped models for us as men of how to be men. How to really lay it down. And how to sacrifice, how to go to Egypt when you don't want to, how to go to Nazareth when you don't want to because there's a census, and how to go to those places where the Lord's going to call you to, to say, these things in your heart that aren't allowing you to be, man, to be the man you're called to be, now it's the time to really, really look at that. So as I was praying in this retreat, um, I came across Exodus 90 actually a few months before the retreat, and I believe the Exodus 90 program has the potential to transform a community, not just a church, right? And it starts with a few men who are willing to start sacrificing, um, and sacrificing means disciplining. And the word we're going we're gonna to look at with the Exodus 90 program is to use the word asceticism, which means self-denial or death to self. And a lot of us, we need to die to self, right? Sometimes we need to not open our mouths. Sometimes we just need to 
um, be the man that God interiorly is calling us to be. But one, one spirit that's so active in our culture is the spirit of self-will or the spirit of self-reliance, which is probably the most evil, demonic spirit. I got this. I don't need your help. But even our God, Jesus, was born into a family, Mary and Joseph, and he had 12 apostles and he had the 72. So he always had people around him. The God of the universe did that, you know? And I think he's showing us that it's okay to take our masks off and begin this process of deep discipline to show that we can indeed do it through time of brotherhood and fraternity. And we're going to look at the program tonight, but I'm going to show you um, a video of basically what Exodus 90 is. Um, and it's a 90-day program that will start on January 21st, and it'll end on Easter Vigil, which is Easter Saturday or Easter Sunday, whichever, whichever day you decide to do it. But to really celebrate the beauty, and there's science behind it in your packets of how 90 days resets your brain, right? Um, but also to know you're not alone in any struggles you might be having. So our goal is to either meet once or twice a week, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Our goal is to meet once or twice a week uh, and, and just basically work on what we all need is accountability, right? I can set a goal, but who's going to hold me accountable, right? I can set a plan. It might be a really good plan, but there's nobody to say, how are you doing with that? It's going to fall flat on its face all the time. So um, as I show this video, we'll just kind of watch it, and then we'll go through a couple of the sheets of paper. And then I'm going to basically, what I'll need is I, on that sheet of paper, the sign-up is your email, and I'll get us signed up for the, for the program. And the program, way it works is you'll get emailed once a day for 90 days, and we'll all be reading the same thing, all be in the same spiritual disciplines, and we'll either meet once or twice a week. Uh, my goal would be in the morning, if possible, because it just seems to be the, the best time to really uh, dive in and to, to sacrifice as men. Uh, but you'll get that, we'll go through the book of Exodus for 90 days, uh, and uh, we'll take time to really sacrifice and be honest uh, with each other, um, and it'll take time to kind of build that fraternity. And we're also going to be asked to pray every day. The goal is an hour a day of prayer, um, and the minimum is 20 minutes a day, so you can add up. Uh, but also just be honest where you're, where you're doing well at and where you need help, right? So we'll kind of look at that. But before we do that, I'm just going to play this play this video for you and hopefully it works electronics can sometimes be the death of me please Jesus work alright let's see here once oops requires an exodus, 
Exodus is a mass departure. In the Old Testament, it was when Moses led the Israelites out of slavery. That story is our story. Isn't it time to lead your wife, children, or parish out from under Pharaoh's rule? Here's how we will. During Exodus 90, you'll walk through the book of Exodus and commit to daily prayer. Don't have time? Let's find it. With asceticism, it's self-denial. For the next 90 days, you'll empty yourself of your modern comforts and technological distractions and open yourself to God, your family, and to your new brothers as well. You'll invite five to seven men to join your fraternity. You'll meet each week for structured prayer and personal accountability. Now more than ever, the church needs more from her men. Bishops, priests, seminarians, husbands, and fathers who fight and take back their freedom. Get started today. So, what we'll do um, after watching that, I think it's a really good video. What we're going to do is we're going to um, just go through the why, right? So that's on your on your sheet of paper. We'll go, we'll go through that why, um, because the the fear of any priest is this is just another another parish program, right? And we heard in that gospel reading that I read was they can only come up through prayer and fasting, right? So some of us are literally fighting demons deep down inside. Um, and the only way to get them out is to fast as a group for one another. And we'll kind of find out as we go through this what, our, what we're struggling with. But Exodus 90, as I said, it's all about freedom. And why? Because without freedom, true freedom, not this freedom that I can do anything I want, uh, we can't love as we want. So the whole goal of man is to um, you know, think about our wives, our children, parish as friends who suffer when we're not at our best. And it's, the temptation is to kind of isolate ourselves. But our goal is to achieve the freedom necessary to fully engage the love of God and love of neighbors. So Exodus 90, as it says here, is based on a challenging 90-day period of purification, a denying to self, which is supported by fraternity of like-minded men for greater interior freedom and eventually a more purified and selfless love. So the experience, it says it's denied here, uh, designed here particularly for men discerning a vocation, so um, discerning a vocation is God's calling. The word vocation means calling. Uh, men preparing for marriage or um, a step toward recovery for men struggling with an addiction. So it says here, most importantly, Exodus 90 is for men who have difficulty in finding God. Um, I can be there at times. And desire to radically unite themselves to their Heavenly Father. So Exodus 90 is not a program for, of penance and self-abasement, which can be the temptation to think that. It's a program for men who seek together to strive more perfect freedom. And this is the cornerstone of the exercise, and much, of, much will be lost if that is forgotten. So we hear in Luke 9, 30-31, And behold, two men walked with him, Moses and Elijah, who appeared in glory and spoke of his exodus, which he accomplished at Jerusalem where he was to suffer. So what are you going to expect with Exodus 90? So it's a 90-day program. There's four pillars. One pillar is the 90 days. The second pillar is prayer. Third pillar is asceticism. And the fourth pillar is fraternity. So all four are taken together to lead to freedom. This isn't a secret formula or something new. This is something the church did in the early church. We call it the church fathers or the Desert Fathers, of the 3rd and 4th centuries. And in fact, there's really nothing, nothing, flash, nothing flashy about this. Um, 
all that's been done is to represent the Catholic tradition to men who are often unaware of the rich heritage they have received, right? So a lot of people have been born into the Catholic Church or into a, a particular faith, but they've never claimed it themselves. They've never owned it apart from mommy and daddy. So, and that's, and that's why it's working. So we'll just quick look at the four, four pillars, and then we'll have a, a brief discussion about what day of the week we can meet. And then we actually will begin January 21st. So 90 days. So the 90-day benchmark is not an arbitrary number. So it's essential for freedom. That's the period it takes to relearn the joy and satisfaction of self-mastery and freedom. Most men consider a 90-day period of purification a manly challenge, something that they have been missing in their lives for a long time. In addition, researchers have found that it takes about 90 days the length of many rehab or rehabilitation models, including uh, Alcohol Anonymous, for the brain to reset itself. Interesting enough, people in recovery have known that this saying forever, 90 meetings in 90 days, because when the brain is engaged in a habit for 90 days, it becomes easier to do. Second pillar is prayer. Each man has to commit to an hour each day or a minimum of 20 minutes of prayer. So where it's possible, this is take place with other brothers of the Exodus 90 fraternity. The 90 scriptures from the book of Exodus and the corresponding meditations and action items are meant to guide a man's prayer throughout the 90 days of Exodus. That said, the presence of Our Lady in the Rosary is imperative. Asceticism is a third pillar. So this is, where, this is what we're going to be doing. Cold or lukewarm showers. No alcohol. No desserts or sweets. No eating between meals. No soda or sweetened drinks. No television or movies without permission from the group. Listening to music that only lifts the soul to God. No televised sports without permission from the group. Using our computer only for work or school. Regular and intense exercise, group holy hour and meetings, no major material purchases beyond toiletries, etc., without permission from the group, which I'd say that's within reason, right? So we'll talk about that in a little bit. And, and going for seven hours of sleep e- each night, that's essential. So if we can discipline our stomachs and discipline our sleep habits, the majority of everything will come very simply. Uh, typically what I ask men when they come to me and they say, Father, I want to engage in holiness. First thing I say is, how is, your per- how is your sleeping habits and how are your eating habits? So those are two, two things from the Western and Eastern uh, philosophies of religion. Fourth pillar is fraternity. So the Exodus 90 fraternity consists of five to seven men and a spiritual director. So that would be me for you all. Uh, these fraternities are flesh and blood fraternities, not online. So we do not connect you with other men. Uh, so we're called to invite men from parish or work or a neighborhood to make this journey for you. And if you do not have a journey already, it is time to be a protagonist and form one. So typically, just men are just straight up isolated today. And your invitation could be life-changing to someone near you. And it says here to ask a priest, which I'm, I'm leading you guys, so you don't have to worry about that, who has already made his exodus or another wise man to guide your fraternity. So these fraternities are to meet three times a week for no more than 30 minutes, but a minimum of one time per week. And these meetings are an opportunity for the men to give a self-report for accountability, to receive encouragement from the brotherhood and wisdom from their mentor. And having seen thousands of men through the experience so far, it's, worth a, cha- it's a challenge worth taking and one that continues to bear great fruit for those who embrace it. To be free in a world that enslaves us 
takes both grace and hard work. So Exodus 90 provides that opportunity for the men who choose to undertake it, and we acknowledge that it's not for everyone, and not all times are the best for Exodus 90. That's actually why we're having this meeting right now. So if you feel it's not the right time, if you pray it's not the right time, I really want you to really pray and just ask for the grace, Lord, is this your will, right? So we pray, thy will be done. Um, So that's it. So on the next few pages, it just goes over where did it come from. So you have a brief history if you want to read through that. It goes through the religious affiliation. This was started by men who were in seminary. Um, So majority of it would be Catholic. Um, But what is their state in life? Ages and so on and so forth. And there's also, you know, when should I start? So our start date, it says there um, is January 21st. So that'll be the first email that you will receive. And the next page just goes again over the goes over the, the four pillars, which we'll go through during the um, time. And then it goes deeper the next few pages, like what exactly is asceticism, right? So you can talk it to death. But some of us are auditory learners. Some of us are visual learners, that kind of stuff. And it goes to the, the, the key to 90 days, a little more deeply, the brotherhood, uh, so on and so forth. And also, it'll also go through what are the benefits, right? So a lot of times we think, well, my benefit must only be in heaven, but the Lord will still bless us on earth as well. And then at the end, towards the end, it does talk about, you know, what will you become by day 91? And that's the goal. Uh, we're looking for, for a lot of us, complete transformation. And it, it can happen. It can definitely happen with, with the grace of God. Um, it has different, different men here who kind of, what they've seen. So you can have a little hope. You want to read through that. Um, and then on the, on the back page, as a little bit of information from Dr. Taylor Marshall, who gives the basically scientific proof of how this kind of stuff works. So I realize I just threw a lot at you. Um, I guess I would just like to kind of throw out there, because some of us have done alpha, so we kind of know each other. Um, my question was, um, does this sound like something uh, you all want to do? What are your questions, reservations? Just, I'd just like to kind of open the conversation at this time. Um, because then I'd like to make a commitment to a, a day per week that we can meet. My goal would be in the morning. But I need to know your work schedules and that kind of stuff as well. Yes? What are the chances of this being like a cafeteria thing where you can say, I can do this, but I don't think I can do that? Yep, so it's, it's also time to kind of figure out what you're, what you're made out of. Um, if, if you have like doctor restrictions for your diet, you have to be smart, obviously. Um, usually they say the first three days are really, really tough because you're, you're changing things. Uh, but then they also say keep Sunday the Sabbath day. So Sunday means warm showers, you know. Um, you could probably have a sweet or two. Um, but Sunday, is, you still want to have Sabbath rest, right? Um, and then it's also, that's where the fraternity comes into accountability to say, to be transparent, take the mask off. Like, I I struggle with this particular area, right? So it's also a social media fast. So if you're on social media, it does ask you to take a break from that. Um, because of the, the, I think the average is most men spend between 8 and 10 hours on their electronic devices a day in America, which is incredible. So we need, we need like a media fast too. So it's also, uh, a scripture says, the eye is the lamp of the soul. So we're kind of receiving things and a lot of what our culture likes to do, it gives us a lot of doubt because it wants to keep boys, or men boys. And we live out of insecurity. So after the three days, you usually get some a little motivation. And they say around day 40, 
between day 40 and 50, it's kind of like, gosh, this is as long as Lent. How am I going to do it? So then you have another like hump to get over. But they say after that, like you get really kind of re, re, re-energized and get jacked um, for the Lord. And there's a lot of really good things happening. But we have to know we are going to have some spiritual resistance because the devil doesn't want men to be men. That's just the simple thing. He wants to keep us all boys. He wants to keep us all insecure. Um, and he wants us to think we all have our own problems. So a lot of our struggles are the same. They're all the same in one way or another. So we, we, we go down to that. So it does, the program does ask for at least 20 minutes of exercise per day. Um, and you have to do your best. You know, you, that's the, what, the, what the question is, is do your best and forget the rest and not worry about failure, right? So some of us have that fear of failure. Um, by the way, you're all going to fail. <laughs> so welcome to life. There's your, there's your encouragement. So don't worry about failing. Um, I expect us all to fail, right? And the thing is we have to learn that it's a part of life. But we want to make, make mistakes that we can learn from, Right? But also to see when you fail, when you come to the fraternity meeting, you're not going to be judged. All right, we're here to encourage one another. So that's what the Lord does. He encourages and the evil one discourages. So if you ever felt frustrated, discouraged, there's a devil for you. The Lord is always encouraging um, to go forward. But uh, again, and also if we never try it, we don't know, right? So if, after we go through it, we can kind of reevaluate and think, what do we want to do for the fall, right? Something like this. But this is, this is not for... Um, people who are not striving for holiness. But like, that's why I want you to pray about it. Um, but also, just to take a chance. Sometimes just taking chances and see what you're made out of. And I, I, fir- I firmly believe the Lord can, can do amazing things, and especially when men start getting together. Because in my opinion, the church is very feminized. Women tend to do everything. And when women do everything, we're back in the Garden of Eden. Eve is grabbing for the fruit. And the man, Adam, should have said, what are you doing? <laughs> But he wasn't guarding, you know, the feminine. So then she took it, the fall. And then, because the man was kind of probably eat, sitting back on his, on, his, uh, on his lazy boy with his bag of Doritos, six pack of beer, watching the Packers, right? But men are called to be more than that, right? So I, th- I think we all know that. Uh, we can make jokes, but we also have to say, like, we're, we're also part of the problem uh, why women struggle too. And if we just led, you know, if we were just leading, and it doesn't mean you have to lead by words all the time, just by example, um, you'd be amazed what we can do. So some of us, we struggle with, with lust on the internet. Some of us struggle with foul language. Some of us struggle with deep-seated anger. Um, some of us struggle with gambling addiction. Some of us struggle with alcohol, smoking. I mean, you name it. Um, and if we do these purifications, we're praying for each other each day, the grace will explode, um, and particularly through men. Another reason why we do, we do men's ministry is because if a, if a father brings his children to church, the chance of them being a Christian the rest of their life, this is through every denomination, the chance of them being a Christian, a follower of Jesus the rest of their life, is 50%. If just the mom brings them, it's 10%. And if they go on their own, the chance of them being Christians the rest of their life is like 2%. So it's every denomination, but it's, it's the effect of men on the community. So it's kind of all, another reason why we do these things too. And it's not going to be easy, but we're there to pray for one another um, so you are going to get attacked, by the way. There are going to be, the devil's going to try to get in your head and all that kind of stuff. But if we keep praying, um, persevere through that. What's that? I think he's already there. Yeah, no, he is. He is. Um, I mean, I, 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 was, I, was, I, was, I was sick this morning, sick to my stomach. Uh, head was in the toilet. So I'm like, in a, in a certain sense, I was kind of like, all right, I'm pissing the evil one off. And then it was the other end, you know, towards the end of the night. And it's just like... 
he, he likes to come after me with, with physical stuff. That's how he kind of gets at me, because he knows I like to be physical and be active. If he can shut that down, he knows he can get after me. But a lot of times, I'm always like, thank you, Jesus, because if you're hitting the nail on the head and it, with, with your spiritual life and it pisses the devil off, that's, that's a good thing, right? So that's what our, what our bishop always says. He says, sometimes you'd be hitting the nail on the head, right? So we're going to be do, doing something kind of radical, but sometimes we have to do radical things that get radical results. Does that make sense? Okay, so um, any other questions, comments, concerns, fears, worries? This is what we're here for the meeting. I do travel for work and this meeting, is that a big deal? Yes and no. Like, I get you all work. Like, I understand that. But the goal is to make as many as you can. So my thought going forward was Monday and Wednesday mornings. So I need to know kind of like what your work schedules are, right, kind of now. Like, what are, what are your days look like for possibly doing meetings. What time in the morning are you thinking? I was thinking between 6 and 7, but if we have to go earlier, we can go earlier. But that's where the discipline comes in. Um, but it's also when the day is the quietest, right? So, like, you're, you're not worried about the 17 emails yet that are going to come through by 8 a.m. or whatever. Um, we have time just to... And the goal is a half an hour per meeting. Realistically, they're probably going to make 45 from what they've said in my studies of this program, but the goal would be a half an hour. So if you stay for that half an hour, that's what you're expected to stay for. Um, but I was wondering what days of the week would work for you all so we can be on the same page, make a commitment, and go forward. Mondays, Wednesdays, is that, does that kind of work? Because I think like towards like Friday, it's just like, ugh, you know what I mean? Fridays, I'm always dragging. Does mornings work for you guys? Okay. Okay. So this will be our goal. We'll meet here. Uh, we'll meet here and, here and I'll have coffee every morning. So you can still have coffee. No I won't. Sugar. Yeah, right. No sugar. <laughs> I'm a black coffee guy, so uh, I, don't, I don't mind at all. Straight with no chaser. Um, so we'll meet every... Monday and Wednesday, when do you all, like, what would you, what was, what's, like, the latest you could be here before you get, like, say, to work? Because I want to make sure I respect that so we can have a... 7.30 or 7. Is that what it is? Okay. <laughs> okay. You're saying what time we have to leave? Yeah, yeah, because so we can get that half an hour in. Six forty-five. So if we if we meet at six fifteen, our goal will be at six fifteen. That means try to get here on time the best you can. So Lombardi time if you can. I'll be ready. I'll be in here by six. We'll get started by six fifteen, so we can be done by six forty-five, and like that'll be our goal every time. So I want to respect your time as much as possible, but also. One of the reasons why we start early, too, is if you need to go in the church and pray after and just kind of do your meditation, do all that kind of stuff in front of the Lord and the Blessed Sacrament, you can do that and have some time in quiet. Or if you need to talk with one another, you have that freedom to, to check in and see how things are going. Does that make sense? So our goal will be to meet every Monday and Wednesday. This is going to be like 12, 13 weeks. It's going to be a long haul. Um, but the goal is to know that none of us are alone in it. Uh, we hold, hold each other accountable. Uh, and you are expected to be at these meetings, um, but we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll, we'll give our contact information to each person. So if you can't make it, make sure we contact um, and be honest with one another too. So 
Uh, when I say be honest with one another, like if, if, you, if, you, um, if you're struggling and you need prayer, that's where we email each other, text each other saying, it's, I'm, I'm tempted. And I don't have to say what the temptation is, but it's important to be vulnerable. Um, I had a buddy who would do that in seminary a lot, and he would just say, can you pray for me? I'm, I'm being tempted. Didn't know what the temptation was. It could be alcohol. It could be a flash. It could be things on the internet. It could be anger. It could be whatever. Um, but to know you're being prayed for by your brothers is important, too. So that'll be uh, important. But um, also want to encourage you not to be so hard on yourselves, too, and, and be reasonable. Um, so the goal, it says, it says cold or lukewarm showers. I started doing lukewarm showers. It's not too bad. I turn it on cold for about five seconds, and I'm like, I am a, I am a wimp. <laughs> I am a wimp. Yeah, it's a whole other feeling. But we're doing it in solidarity with one another. Uh, the principle of solidarity is really huge, uh, to know that our God became one of us. He became a human in solidarity with humanity. And then we do this in solidarity. We're all doing the same, the same disciplines. Uh, we're not going to be doing the nuclear option, so this might make you feel a bit better. So there is an option for the Exodus 90 program called the nuclear option. And what that means is if one of us fails, we all start over. <laughs> um, I don't think we're ready for that. So, I'm, so maybe, so you can always... So we're going to rent the townhouse. Yeah, yeah. So you can imagine like what that would be like. So you could always, we can always say it could always be worse. But do you know that iron sharpens iron? So when, uh, we're, when we start striving for discipline, we start separating ourselves from others, um, there will be people who are going to get on your nerves. <laughs> That's how that kind of works. And we have those choices to be better and not to be bitter. And then we bring those, to, those kind of things to small group um, and to our, to our fraternity so we can basically say, I really need prayers because when I go to work, straight up just want to strangle that person. And they drive me absolutely up the wall. And the Lord's calling me to be a, be a better man than that. So uh, we'll kind of work through, through those things. Um, the other thing is, I want to encourage you, um, encourage you to not be so hard on yourselves. Um, this is really, really difficult um, to, to really strive for holiness. It's not something our, our culture encourages all. Um, but we're, you are going to make mistakes. You are going to fail. You're going to fall. Um, but our goal is to, make, to, to uh, encourage one another and pick each other up when we do fall. And the thing a lot, of, a lot of our culture does is we want instant results. This is not an instant result program. A lot of times we think, I did it one time, and where are the results, right? I, I, I ordered an Amazon, I should have it in a day or two. Fast food, take a pill. That's not how the spiritual life works. So as St. Thomas Aquinas says, grace builds on nature. So sometimes we just have to learn how to be human, and the grace will kind of flow. So forming just normal habits of being disciplined in our eating, in our sleeping, that kind of stuff. And we'll see kind of the normal things happen as we go forward. So um, our, we'll meet here January 21st. If you want to put a, a reminder in every Sunday night, that's what I would encourage you. Say, just, just to say, like, remember Exodus 90 tomorrow, early, 6.15. And you could do it on Tuesday night to remind you in the morning, the evening before, um, as you go forward. And then we'll get those emails once a day uh, to journey through um, together. Before we close in prayer, questions, comments, concerns? What, what do you do in situations, again, mm -hmm. these are just little details, but yep. situations that are all in your control where you have family members' house and they have the TV on and the whole family. You know, no, that's good. That's like a, that. Yeah. So it's good. easy for me to control at my house. I have it on my own, but when yep. you're in situations where, you know, or you're in the car, you're the passenger in the car and they have the radio on yep. or listening to a basketball game. Yeah. No, that's good. That's good. Uh, that's, that's good. I didn't think of that. Yeah.
control what you can control, right? So if it's not in your control, don't beat them up, right? So if you're, if you're at an environment and you can totally say, hey, I'm doing this, this program called Exodus 90, and they'll say, what, is, what the heck is that? And you can say, well, I'm actually trying to not watch TV for 90 days. If we decide that we want to watch Super Bowl, that's up to us. If we decide one game of March Madness a week, we want to do that. And I would say if we could do it together, I'd, be, I'd rather do something like that. Um, but if you're going to go, go deep, like, no, that means no Super Bowl with this program, which I think the Super Bowl is kind of lame anyways nowadays. Um, March Madness is, is in this, right? And that's also going to be kind of weird because you don't have, like, the, you don't have the uh, opportunity to basically talk with some dudes because, like, that's how we, we talk about sports. Because, and sometimes sports can be a cover-up to say, this is why I don't talk about how screwed up my life is. <laughs> I just watch sports. You know, and not that sports are bad, but sometimes sports, it's like they win, they lose every year, Super Bowl every year, yet we have uh, more people going to depression every year. We have more people struggling, more marriages failing, families hurting, and we're not changing, right? So I would say control what you can control. Um, I'll try to send out a list of music that I would encourage you, different artists I would encourage you to listen to. Um, but if you, if you fall, uh, know that every second of every day is a chance to start over. I'm always doing that in prayer. I'm in front of the Blessed Sacrament. Looked at my cell phone for five seconds. I'm like, ah. the Lord's like, all right, let's start over. <laughs> let's start over. And that's kind of, the, kind of the goal of the encouragement of our God. Every second of every day is, 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 is a time to, to start over. Does that make sense? So we'll be going through the book of Exodus. Um, and it's a, a great story. And there'll be different meditations for us to kind of die to self, which is good. Uh, but it's also going to give us time to look in, interiorly and ask kind of the, what is our why. And I think a lot of us need to learn how to live out of that why. So you have that why when you have to get up early in the morning to come to the meeting. You have that why when you choose to serve rather than be served. Uh, you have that why when you choose to be selfless instead of being selfish. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, and doors are going to open. Uh, when I was, and I'll close with this. I was just at the SEEK conference for Focus Fellowship of Catholic University students. 17,000 students were there. It was incredible. And they're seeking uh, for truth, for hope, because the world is offering just lie after lie to them, and they're depressed and not happy. They don't like not having the number one thing many to self-control. And the Exodus 90 booth was there. Uh, There's a few NFL players that were there that did Exodus 90. Uh, actually, one major league pitcher was there for the Pittsburgh Pirates, starting pitcher, he was there. And they just said, like, Father, you're going to see amazing things happen in your community, in your parish with this program. And just like the, the seriousness they had from them doing this, it just gave me so much hope to, 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 really, to really go with this. If you know of any other men who could maybe do, want to do this with us, just let me know. You know, we, we can, we can kind of go deeper. If we have to have two groups, small groups that meet in the morning, I'm okay with that. Um, I prefer one. I think we have two other guys that are signed up for this. But if you come across anyone and you think, they go to mass every weekend. You know, they seem like a, they seem like they might need that. They could they could actually handle the ninety day thing. Just pray to the Holy Spirit, whoever the Lord puts in front of you. I would encourage you, like, don't text message, don't phone call, don't email. Just like whoever the Lord puts in front of you, and just pray, like, Lord, should I invite them? You know. And if you get a sense of uh, peace, then just say, Hey, we're, I'm doing a program called Exodus ninety. Would you want to come and check it out? And all the stuff I showed you is on Exodus90.com. Too. So there's nothing I showed you was hidden. I pretty much copied and pasted everything for you guys. Um, all the videos are on there too. And they even have like little Exodus 90 backslash media. If you want to put on there a, a photo for like, I'm off 
for, off Facebook for 90 days. They have like a little icon for that. I'm off Twitter or I'm off Instagram or whatever for 90 days. You can do it so they know that you're not doing that. But it's also a way of, of uh, letting people know you're not ashamed of your relationship with the Lord. You're willing to be a witness in that little bit that can make a big difference too. So. On the Exodus 90 website, they said there was a $45 fee. Do we go in and sign up on our own? Are we signing up as a parish? Or? I believe they're not doing that anymore. Oh. I'm correct. It's just the email. They're just going to send you the Yeah, email. so for a while they were doing the books, and they either didn't sell enough or didn't have, have enough to make for an influx. And I think they removed it completely. Oh. So it's going to be an email every day. Okay. Yep. And if you, and if you miss a day... Just keep going forward. It's like a lot of times we do things, we just miss one day and we think, oh, I'm so screwed. There's going to be days where you're probably not going to have any time. And you, you just got to do your best. So uh, to take that time, um, there'll be days where, you know, you're going to fail at prayer. <laughs> and it's going to be tough. But the goal is to, um, if you can find an accountability partner, we'll work on that to find someone to check in. Hey, did you do your prayer today? That kind of stuff. What, were, what was your one insight from, from your meditation today? And we'll have, well, each of us will have one person to kind of do that with. Is that cool? So I, I, believe, I believe that this particular one is just email. Okay. I heard somewhere where there's like, where we fast on Wednesdays and Fridays that we eat. Yep. But it doesn't say that in here. That's, that's an option. You have the option to fast from meat on Wednesdays and Fridays if you want to. I'm not going to hold us. I'm not going to hold this particular group to that standard. I'm going to do my best to do that, but it's up. I'll be that's more of a personal conviction. So if you want to try that to honor what the Lord did for us, um, it's highly encouraged to the church to, to still fast on, from meat on Fridays, but you don't have to. So um, I saw that same thing too, but I would say again, that's kind of the prayer process. Like what, what are you exactly calling me to Lord on an individual level with these disciplines? Is there anything where, it's pretty obvious you're calling me to, to work on this, you know. But again, I was continued to image to focus on the image of Saint Joseph that I started with the, the 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 child becoming a man, right? So we can get put some of our child child childhood or childish disciplines and childish uh, habits to bed, too. So if, if if offering up that meat for your accountability partner is something you want to do. That'd be what I would do it. I wouldn't do it primarily for myself. Um, we don't fast primarily for ourselves. We do it because of what Jesus did for us. But also we believe in the power of intercession through fasting, as we read in their gospel reading from Mark, of how it delivers evil spirits. And I think fasting is probably one of the biggest <laughs> missed disciplines in the church. We used to do it much better. But it's got to be because of there's a desire to, to know that the Lord did it for 40 days and 40 nights. So we do it primarily because Jesus did it, right? Okay, so we'll close in prayer, and uh, we'll, we'll, our goal will be to meet on the 21st. Um, keep each other in prayer. Uh, my goal for, for most people is either three Our Fathers or three Hail Marys, three Glory Bees, something in the morning, and then before you go to bed, you know, something just simple. And the, the power of threes in Scripture is, is just perfection, so we don't have to worry, did I do it right? Um, but those little things, if, if, if kids see us, if people see us asking, what do you do for prayer? Three of something is, is always powerful in the morning and the evening. So we'll close in prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Heavenly Father, I ask your Holy Spirit to descend down upon each 
man gathered here to give them the grace to know that they are your son and to know that Jesus is our brother in faith. Please give us a sense of hope. Please give us patience with one another. And please bless our community. Please bless all those who are struggling. And please help us know that you desire for us to do the same things you did, to be disciplined, to have brotherhood. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for what you've done for us on the cross, what you continue to do, and what you hope to do in our lives. We lay all of our expectations at the foot of the cross, knowing that you desire to blow our expectations out of the water. You conquered sin and death, and we ask for a new sense of joy, a new sense of hope, a new sense of manhood. We ask St. Joseph to be our model in this process, to be men of discipline, men of self-denial, a man a man who puts others first. Please help us become the men you created us to be. Make all these prayers in the name of Jesus, who is Lord forever and ever. Amen. Amen. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.